Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Reds get a win, and the Reds uh, now tied with, uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals for second place in the division, even though they don't have identical records, both four and a half games behind the Cubs. The Brewers fall last night. Woodruff throws a pretty solid game, and after that it was uh, just not good once Woodruff left the hill. The Brewers now five and a half games back, a game behind Cincinnati and St. Louis. And to talk more about the matchup, the season, the division, our good buddy Mo Egger from ESPN Radio down there in Cincy. Mo, how you been, pal? I am great. I hope you didn't have me on to explain the National League tie-breaking procedures. Uh, that I did not. I did want to know. Uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I heard they did not have a uh, Oktoberfest down there this year. Well, they had a virtual one. Uh, oh, they geez. did not have, you know, the big celebration downtown Cincinnati, which is it's always billed as the second biggest Oktoberfest in the world after Munich. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we didn't do that. They did something virtually. They had, you know, a bunch of different breweries around town, had small events. But, no, the large-scale uh, event that's sort of the cornerstone of, you know, late summer, early fall in Cincinnati did not happen. Yeah, that's disappointing. I, I read that, and I'm like, oh, I, I just I, I couldn't believe it. made me sick. Hey, uh, let's talk about these two teams. Uh, look, the Reds are starting to get at least, I don't want to say hot, but at least playing much better than what they were. The Brewers, they battled back. They swept over the weekend. They come out yesterday just seven times this season. They've yet to get over 500. Seven times this season they had a shot at getting over 500, and they failed in each attempt. So what are the Reds doing right now that the Brewers aren't? Um, I, I think their starting pitching has actually gotten better. You know, you, you and I have talked. The, the, the backbone of this team, the reason they were able to stay somewhat afloat while the offense was dormant for most of the season was their starting pitching was really, really good. Trevor Bauer leads that conversation. Sonny Gray has been a big part of that. But you saw last night Luis Castillo was outstanding, and that was his third straight start where he was – the Luis Castillo that coming into this season we were hoping the Reds would get, and quite frankly, for his first, you know, whatever it was, six, seven, eight starts, he was average. In fact, sometimes I think he was pretty below average. Last night, with very little margin for error, he was fantastic. The previous start, which was a game kind of like last night, he wins one nothing over Pittsburgh, so he's risen to the occasion. Tyler Malley is a guy who's um, in the, the toddler stage of his big league career, so far, um, that's been defined by inconsistency. He's pitched really well. And they've gotten a couple of what they thought were going to be bullpen days where Michael Lorenzen came out of the bullpen and gave them some length, pitched really well. Offensively, they're better. They're not great. They're not putting up huge run totals. But they've gotten more timely hits, and they have figured out a way to manufacture runs a little bit better than they did maybe the first six, seven weeks of the season. Shogo Akiyama, who's a player they acquired from Japan in the offseason, who for the first maybe month, month and a half, maybe even two months, was um, not especially productive at the top of the order. He's done nothing but get on base really since the beginning of September. So that's those have been the real keys. 
Um, and, you know, all along we have said that this team can somehow get to the postseason. If they can just get there, if Sonny Gray comes back healthy, and that's a big question because we'll see him tonight for the first time in, in nearly two weeks. Um, if Sonny Gray comes back healthy and you can go into a series, let's say it's against the Dodgers, and you could throw Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray in a best-of-three series, they're going to have more than a puncher's chance. So I think there's a lot of uh, excitement, a lot of optimism for what this team can do if they can just get in. But obviously they still have some work to do just to get in. Uh, I look at the Cubs after that 13-3 and start. They've been somewhat vulnerable. Um, the best team in the division right now is who? I think the best constructed team top to bottom is still the Cubs. But I, I certainly don't feel as good about that as I did after the first you know, 20, 30 games. Um, I have a hard time saying it's the Reds because of how inconsistent they've been offensively. I have a hard time saying it's the Brewers for basically the same reasons. And I really can't say it about the Cardinals in, in large part because by the time this season ends, if the St. Louis Cardinals are in the postseason, I don't know if that team collectively is going to be gasping for air. If, if they can somehow get in, um, nobody here, and I'm sure nobody in Milwaukee is going to want to hear me say this, I know the schedule has kind of broken their way because they've had to play a bunch of games against the Pirates and now the Kansas City Royals, but if they can somehow get in at the end of a stretch where they've had to play all these doubleheaders, that's a major, major credit to that team. But I still think in terms of the best constructed team and the team that I would say has the best chance of going deep in the postseason, I'd still have to say the Cubs. Uh, I look at the pitching, and I think the Brewers have had solid outings. They just haven't had the bats. You guys struggled, Cincinnati struggled for a period of time with the bats. Have the bats woken up to the point that you have a level of confidence now uh, creeping towards the end of this season? Because the Brewers really have their own their destiny in their own hands. Because the Brewers not only are playing Cincinnati and they're a game back, but they also have five games coming up this weekend with uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. So they have their destiny in their own hands. But do you feel that the bats have woken up in Cincinnati that to the point that it's going to actually propel them past both of these teams if indeed the Brewers and the Cardinals beat up on one another? God, you know, I would love to say that I did. There are just – and look, I know how baseball is played in 2020. There's, there's a lot of feast or famine teams. This team's issue all season long, for the most part, has been when the ball's not going over the outfield fence, this team doesn't score. They've had a hard time getting consecutive hits. Uh, they've had a hard time getting guys on base for the home runs that they've hit. Um, that can dry up in an instant. And it can certainly dry up when you're not playing in the hitter-friendly ballpark that GABP is. They're in Minnesota this week uh, to play the Twins. That's an area of the team that I, I just, over the long haul, I don't have a ton of confidence in. Now, you know, again, you saw what they did last night. Moustakas goes deep. Casale goes deep. Suarez hits a Woodruff mistake with two strikes and tries to sneak a fastball by him. And, and, and Eugenio Suarez is a guy who hit 49 home runs last year. He's, he's going to make you pay. He crushed that pitch. But, you, you know, that those type of offenses at times, they dry up really, really quickly, especially against really good pitching. And so I, I tend to like their chances of, of still playing in a week because, again, their starting pitching has been that good. And with the acquisition of, of – uh, of Archie Bradley from Arizona. They've got a really good deep bullpen. We saw Lucas Sims last night. You saw Amir Garrett 
Rysel Iglesias, I think he's been better than people here realize. But I don't like this team's chances if they have to get into a slugfest, if they have to outscore you, if they have to overcome a major deficit, just because I don't – top to bottom, there's not that many guys who are having excellent seasons and they have a hard time scoring, like a lot of teams do, but they have a hard time scoring if they're not hitting home runs. Um, the, the Reds, Moustakas last night, his bat came alive. He ends up with a big home run late in that ball game. How, I mean, I know he's been really nicked up. This has been a year in which they spent money. There was a lot of optimism coming into the season. You pick up Moustakas. I thought Moustakas would have a masher of a year, but he just has not been able to get on track because of the injuries, correct? Yeah, I think that's that's been a huge part of it. You know, he had one of the best opening day debuts in the history of the franchise. He homered, he had three hits, and you kind of went, okay, here we go. Uh, and then, you know, he, he missed some time because there were concerns about COVID-19 among the team early in the season. That got nipped in the bud. He's been hit by a couple of pitches, been dinged in the ankle. So he's had a hard time being 100%. And then when he's been healthy – like a lot of guys on this team, you know, really especially in, in the middle of August, he just didn't hit. I mean, he, he just didn't hit with any amount of regularity. And you could say that about everybody. You could say that about Nick Castellanos. You could say that about Joey Votto. You could say that about Nick Senzel when he's been healthy. You could say that about Shogo Akiyama. You could certainly say it about uh, Eugenio Suarez. But, uh, yeah, that was a big moment for him. That was probably his, his biggest moment in, in, a, in a Reds uniform beyond opening day. There simply haven't been many of them. I think if you look at the names in this lineup, you go, wow, there's a lot of potential there. But we just really haven't seen that potential be completely realized uh, for an extended period of time this season. And Mike Moustak is having a year that has been, I think, below expectations. For a variety of reasons has been a major, a, a major reason why that's been the case. Tell me what kind of a season this will be as far as the expectation goes at the beginning versus the outcome if this team does not make it to the postseason. I think before the season was short, you know, before March, the expectation was, remember, Bill, this is a franchise that hasn't advanced in the postseason since 1995. Um, uh, you, you and I were working together. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, that's so terrible. Uh, Mark Schott was the owner of this team. They were playing at Riverfront Stadium. It's been that long. So they spent $164 million in free agency, not simply to get to the postseason. The idea was end the drought, advance, especially with the starting pitching that they, you know, that they had, uh, Bauer, Castillo, Gray. That, that, is, that is a trio of pitchers that you, you go, okay, if we can get to October – we can win a series. So I think given the, the history and given the money they spent before COVID-19, the idea was you got to get to the league championship series. And let's face it, it's not like they spent a bunch of money on dudes for one season. They're going to bring back the majority of this team in 2020. So I think the idea this season was 2020, take that first step, get to the league championship series, and then maybe you build on that success. We can talk about a team that can maybe – maybe win the whole thing in 2021. I still hold them to that standard, which means now we have this added layer of postseason. So if, if they win a wild card series, let's say they, they win a two out of three series, technically that's postseason advancement. But all it does is it puts them basically at the beginning of the postseason, 
for what we would have in a normal year. I, I, I think you're following what I'm saying. I mm-hmm. think you still have to win that series. I still think you have to get to the league championship series for most Reds fans to feel really good about this season. I still think that's the case. Clearly, let's say they, they, they win a wild card series. They're going to hang their hats on, hey, we finally did it. We finally made it past our first round of the postseason. But I don't think, again, I don't think they, they spent the money they spent in free agency and assembled this club with the idea of, all right, let's lose a best-of-five league division series. I think they've got to get to the LCS to really get the return on investment they were looking for. Yeah, I know they got Moustakis down there, and I still think he's going to rake. They got Votto locked up. They got Suarez locked up. They got a lot of guys, a lot of cornerstones for that team. That's just it's going to be an interesting offseason. Mo, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Stay safe, and we will talk to you soon, okay? All right, Bill, thanks. Talk to you, pal. There you go. That is our buddy Mo Egger from ESPN Radio down in Cincinnati and uh, giving us a lowdown on that team. And, uh, boy, I, I tell you what, he is right. Uh, this team, they spent a chunk of change. Remember Joey Votto? Making uh, that contract of $168 million, Moustakas gets a $46 million deal. Trevor Bauer with a $40 million deal. Castellanos with a $30 million deal. They got, they got a lot of those guys, man, that just and, – and just it's just it's not happening. It's just not happening for that team. For that, They seem to be a little bit snake bit themselves, and we'll see if they can actually pull it out, but hopefully they don't do it over the Reds. The Reds uh, would, you know, if the Brewers get a win today, win tomorrow, you're good with it, you move on, you get into St. Louis, and then you control your own destiny. And if they win today and win tomorrow, the Brewers will be a game over 500. How about that? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.